This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And good morning to you. 507 Treyware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com, and always on the phone and available to speak with you at 210-599-5555. It is November 29, and thanks for joining us this morning. So, the rantings of a lunatic 80-year-old radical about guns, he continues, as you just heard, the excellent news reporting from one Don Captain Morgan about Joe Biden pushing to ban guns in America. Of course, last week I told you that he was out there ranting against all semi-automatics. But on God's earth, why do we have semi-automatics? They protect him. They protect a lot of us. I I have one sitting right there. Um, Semi-automatics. They make up the vast majority of guns in America today. So if the rantings of a lunatic madman who happens to call himself president... (laughs) Yeah, sure he is. Um, Yeah, so his rantings about taking semi-automatics away from you means disarming the American population. Now, why? Why on God's great earth would they want to take away your guns? Hmm. Well, of course, with the Great Reset and Klaus Schwab, you cannot control an armed citizenry. So let's talk about what's happening in our world today. Top news. U.S. Embassy in China says more lockdowns are coming in China and warning U.S. citizens in China to get water and food and supplies because they're liable to be locked down. Now, you have to understand, when they lock people down in China, they don't just tell you you have to stay home. They weld your door shut, and that's how a bunch of people got burned to death on a high-rise last week because they were forced to go into that high-rise, and the doors were welded shut, and they couldn't get out when it caught on fire. Now, why is this? You've got to keep in mind, all this works together now. Why is this important, and why? what does it have to do with the, the rantings of a crazed, lunatic, 80-year-old guy who calls himself the president in semi-automatics? Because what you see happening right now in China and in Iran is not about COVID, and it's not about a girl who didn't wear her hijab correctly. It's about authoritarianism. It's about repressive regimes. And the reporter asking the question yesterday of John Kirby at the White House, does the White House support the Chinese people's right to freedom? Now, that's a pretty straightforward question, wouldn't you say? Does the White House support the Chinese people's right to freedom? Kirby's response, him haw, him haw, him haw, and we support their right to peacefully protest, sort of. We support their right to peacefully protest, sort of. What's happening in the world today, folks, is historic. Do not let it pass you by. Of course, CNN is at Fox and all the others. They, they all want you. They they all want it to ABC, CBS. They all want it to pass by. But what's happening today in China? What's happening right now in Iran is historic. People who live under these repressive authoritarian regimes are trying to stand up against those regimes, and they do not have the means or the wherewithal to do so. Why? Because they don't have guns. They don't have the arms to stand up. They don't have the the ability. They have white pieces of paper in China that they're holding in the air, white pieces of paper. Xi is laughing at their white pieces of paper. But what's more important to us, this is a warning to the United States. We are walking into our own repression every day. Every day we take another step into our own repression with an authoritarian regime that is running this country, and it's not a crazed lunatic called Joe Biden that's running the country. It is an authoritarian regime, just like what's happening in China. What's happening in China and the protests in Beijing 
is not about COVID or COVID lockdowns. What's happening is the people are now standing up against an authoritarian regime. Now, the protesters, not misguided by foreign influence, an angry protester quipping back from the crowd. By foreign influence, do you mean Marx and Engels? A street protester saying there is only one type of disease in the world, the lack of freedom and poverty. Are you hearing this, America? These are people in the streets of China. There is only one type of disease in the world, the lack of freedom and poverty. We have both in China. Then he went on to quote, not a great Chinese, not not, not Chairman Mao. He went on to quote Patrick Henry. Give me liberty or give me death. And he said it repeatedly. Then the police came over and tried to arrest him. Then the police were chased off by the angry crowd. It's all about the draconian conduct that's going on from the Chinese regime over there. It's the battle between communism and freedom. By the way, another story I'll get to you in a second. On a side note. The mayor of San Antonio wants to honor a communist. Tell you about that. Mao's great leap forward led to the deaths of more than 40 million Chinese people. Xi is continuing that right now, and he says it's COVID, you see. But we all know it's not. It's all motivated by a purely totalitarian ideology. One that has taken root in the United States as well. The CCP, they are constantly callous ca uh, ca towards the people that are being, uh, 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 that are being uh, repressed by them. But the callousness has usually gone toward their migrant workers, the slave labor that they have there, the Uyghurs, and the rural poor. But this time, this time they've taken on the middle class. Educated folk people that have money and it's bringing unintended consequences against Xi and his regime millions of Chinese people from all sections of the repressed country willing willing to risk imprisonment torture and even death to stand up to the oppressors and they're doing it right now unfurling banners in Beijing, with slogans such as, remove the traitor dictator Xi Jinping, freedom, not lockdown, citizens, not slaves. That's what they're showing there. There is no doubt that the CCP is contemplating brutal and bloody crackdowns. And now more than ever, now more than ever, it is imperative that the leaders of the free world openly express the support for the Chinese people. But what did they get out of the Biden White House yesterday? They got a very weak-kneed admiral by the name of John Kirby. Well, we support their right to go ahead and uh, peacefully protest. We support their right to peacefully protest. That's what we support. We hope that they can peacefully protest over there. We've long said that everybody has the right to peacefully protest here in the United States and around the world. Pretty strong words, huh? Joe Biden has maintained silence throughout the weekend, taking that long weekend in Nantucket, staring through windows at the girls on, uh, what was it? They were on TikTok or Twitter or something. He also held an event at the White House with the Nobel Prize winners. Why do I stress Nobel? Well, you'll find out coming up. And uh, by the way, the event at the White House yesterday with the Nobel Prize winners was closed to the press. Why? Why? Events that are closed to the press is what repressive authoritarian regimes do. Disarming the public is what repressive authoritarian regimes do. And political censorship is what repressive authoritarian regimes do. But this administration is participating in all of the above. As you heard Don lead with the story that Joe's trying to take away your semi-automatic, which is the vast majority of guns in America. Well, that's to be able to control you. We also, as a <laughs> all repressive authoritarian regimes do, 
We now know that they're holding events that, you know, mean nothing. It's a Nobel Prize, but they're closing that off to the American people. The press can't get in there. And political censorship. In fact, yesterday, his wonderful spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre, was asked about Elon Musk and what Elon Musk is doing at Twitter and how he's restoring people back to Twitter that had been kicked off. Conservatives. No no, no liberal leftist Democrats had ever been kicked off of Twitter. In fact, they were welcome. They were supported on Twitter. But Elon Musk is restoring conservatives and, you know, another viewpoint over on Twitter. And Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about that yesterday, and here's her response as far as what her boss and the White House is doing. Look, um, we, you know, we have always been very clear um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they, they take action, that they continue uh, to take action. Again, we're all keeping a close eye on this. Mm-hmm. We're all what? uh, uh, monitoring uh, what? what's what's currently uh, occurring, uh. and uh, we Hold see. Hold it right there, Jimmy. We're all watching this very closely. Now, Joe Biden said last week while we were on, all on vacation that, yeah, Elon Musk and Twitter, we need to take a hard look at them. That's, that's not even a veiled threat that we're coming after you with the full force of the United States government. Why? Because political censorship or censorship at all is what repressive authoritarian regimes do. They don't stand up for the cause of freedom around the world. No. Joe is compromised. His family's made millions and millions and millions off of China. They're compromised. No, they won't stand up for the people of China for their freedom. And when asked a direct question, does the president, does the White House support the Chinese people to be free? That's the answer. Gobbledygook. That's the answer. Instead of saying, of course we support the, the, the right of them to be free. We're spending billions in Ukraine, and we say it's for the people over there to be free. But not in China, baby. Not in China, no. Got to make up a bunch of crap. And they disarm the people so that they can effectuate the Great Reset and control you. Elon Musk says... This is a battle for the future of civilization, and I agree with him once again. I'll tell you about that coming back. Trey Ware, KTSA. My KTSA listeners, trust me to recommend... No, I am not surprised at all that San Antonio's mayor wants to honor and name a street after a communist. Doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, you want that story now? All right, I'll get to Elon in just a couple of seconds. Trey Ware, KTSA. So her name was... Emma Tenayoka. And uh, the mayor, along with District 5 Councilwoman Terry Castillo and the Mexican-American Civil Rights Institute, have co-wrote a uh, designation, and they're going to name a portion of a street in San Antonio after her. Uh, she was pretty much, they, they call her, in the, the, you know, the way that they're, they're couching it, she's a civil rights icon, best known for leading the 1938 San Antonio Pecan Shellers strike. What they're not telling you is she was a, pretty much a communist rebel rouser. <laughs> in fact, in fact, she, they say she was best known for leading that uh, pecan sheller strike. Really? Actually, she was also best known for leading a communist rally at Municipal Auditorium, which she had to be removed through a tunnel because people were there to stand up against communism in San Antonio. I wonder if people would stand up against communism in San Antonio now. But the mayor, the mayor's all about it. The mayor wants to, to uh, you know, lift her name and honor the communist. That is not a surprise. He said it's the first step to honor several local civil rights leaders who are part of the fabric of Mexican-American history in San Antonio. Something he knows nothing about, obviously. But anyway, he just saw, you know, Communist Party and said, hey, I've got to support this. And there you go. All right, so Elon Musk says tyranny is all that lies ahead if free speech is lost in America. He's preparing to release the Twitter files on suppression 
And he says this is a battle for the future of civilization. He's not wrong about that. He's expected to disclose the full details of their 2020 censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop. He said releasing information about Twitter's response to the laptop story is necessary if the social media company wants to win back the public's trust. Twitter deliberately, deliberately prevented users along with Facebook from sharing links to the front page newspaper article at New York Post about Hunter Biden's private life and, of course, the money he was making selling influence with his father, 10% for the big guy. They didn't allow any of that to come out before the election. What is it? What was that? That was political censorship. It's what repressive authoritarian regimes do. They keep the facts from the people like, like China's doing right now by flooding Twitter with a bunch of porn right now so that the people in China can't see what's going on with the revolution that's happening in China right now. Revolutions either die in the early stages or they catch fire and they take off in the early stages. And there's one in the early stages in China right now. And Joe will not support it because he's compromised by China. So Elon Musk went on yesterday to say the Twitter files on free speech suppression soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. This is Elon Musk characterizing his plans as a battle between freedom and tyranny. This is a battle for the future of civilization. If free speech is lost, even in America, tyranny is all that lies ahead, said Musk. Free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. By the way, in case you're questioning whether the laptop is real, forensically it has been found to be real. Now, Elon Musk, in this battle to try to fight for freedom of speech in America, and look, the, the thing concerning Twitter, uh, many of you are probably not even on Twitter, don't even care th anything about Twitter. It's not about Twitter, folks. Everything that I talk about is in a greater context. It's outside, it affects us all. It's outside of Twitter. So if you're not living and moving in the Twitterverse, it doesn't matter. What we're talking about here is free speech and oppressive, repressive regimes that are keeping free speech from happening in the public square. That's what they have done on Twitter for quite some time. And they're moving it through this religious marriage bill. They're moving it out of the Twitter sphere and into all of our lives. Elon Musk says he's prepared to go to war with Apple. Apple is now saying they're going to boycott Twitter and not spend as much money on Twitter or even, you know, no money at all. In fact, so Elon sent a tweet yesterday to the head of Apple. That's Tim Cook. Apple's mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? And then he tagged Cook, and he says, what's going on here? Yes. Apple behind the scenes is pressuring Twitter over what they call content moderation demands, which is called censorship. Apple is saying to Twitter, you are to censor conservatives. You're to censor the right in America. Do not let them have a voice. Shut them up. And if you don't, first of all, we're not going to advertise on Twitter anymore. And second of all, we're going to keep your thing, your, your app, from being sold in the Apple iStore. We're going to keep it from being sold or downloaded. We won't allow your app to be downloaded. Now, Twitter's, I mean, Elon's answer to that is, well, I'll just create my own phone and my own app store, and I'll just sell my own app or, you know, download my own. You can download my app through my own app store and through my own phone. But you see what they're, what they're doing here, folks? The left has lost their control over the narrative in America, and they're trying everything they can to regain that control and to shut people up, just like what's happening today in China. The bottom line is, and you know, you're going to hear me talk a lot about this today and going forward. The bottom line is, we don't have to go there. Now, we're walking in that direction. People in America, they want to be controlled. We're walking in that direction. And the regime that's in power right now, the doddering old fool that we call president in this country, is leading us in that direction. But the people in China and the people in Iran are screaming out. Do you know, Jimmy, that today in Iran, they're going to be the, the soccer match between the U.S. and Iran. And Iran, yeah, it's at 2 o'clock. They've already said, 
Iran has already told its players, if you get out of line, we're going to imprison, torture, and possibly kill your family members. If you say anything that you shouldn't say. We're heading in that direction in this country. It's exactly what's going on. It's happening slowly. Frog in the pot. Heat being turned up. That's all going on right now in our own country. And those countries, the people in those countries are screaming, don't go there. Don't let your president take away our guns like Mao did to us, like the previous uh, Persian regimes have done to us here. Don't allow it to happen. Wake up, America. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Patriot Trees. 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. Chaos continues at the border. Tens of thousands of illegal immigrants are down there. And the question before the Supreme Court is going to be, is America a sanctuary country? I'm going to tell you more about that. And the names of the 18 who want to replace Clayton Perry on the city council. That's coming up. But first, John, you're on KTSA. Thank you for the call. Good morning, John. Good morning. I I got to give J.D. Hayward credit for his uh, substitution. Kate, thank you, KTSA. You took care of us real good, and uh, while while you were gone. But uh, talking about Elon Musk and Twitter, early on when he was in uh, negotiations for buying it, there was a question about how many of the Twitter accounts were were real and how many were made up, and I, and I heard a figured like 40 percent and later on correct me if i'm wrong i thought i heard a uh, figure that there was about 90 percent of the Twitter accounts correct were bots that's right they weren't real people and uh and he has completely changed all of that in just a short amount of time in fact there's more real people on twitter and less problems thank you john i appreciate it so chaos continuing at the border tens of thousands of illegal immigrants piled up on the mexico side ready to rush into the united states after title 42 goes away in just a few short days so the question is now for all of us and i'll i'll, I'll, po- I'll just i'll pitch it to you why don't you answer this one two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five should america be a sanctuary country now back in february of 2021 joe biden implemented a series of enforcement orders with a pen and a phone specifically the orders preventing ice agents from arresting and deporting most illegal aliens in the united states in august of 2021 judge drew tipton southern district of texas issued a nationwide preliminary injunction halting the implementation of the orders after texas and louisiana sued the biden administration and now it goes to the supreme court uh, today goes to the supreme court for them to consider and hear the oral arguments states seeking to block joe biden's sanctuary country orders from being implemented so is america a sanctuary country where right now 6,200, 6,200 every day are welcomed into the country by Joe Biden. They're now sending air marshals down to the border to, you know, push the paper and do the processing to bring them in and take them off the airplanes and, uh, and a lot of concerns about another 9-11. A lot of attempts on airplanes happening right now. And Joe has sent the air marshals down to the border to be paper pushers. To process them, bring them in, because when Title 42 goes away, not long from now, that 6,200 per day goes up to 18,000 a day, according to the experts, 540,000 a month, almost 7 million per year. What do you think? Are we a sanctuary country? 210-599-5555, 18 have applied to replace Clayton Perry on the city council. He has not resigned his seat. He could return at any point during the six months left on his term. I do want to give you the names of the 18. There's some familiar names like Mike Gallagher. He was the District 10 representative from 2014 to 2017. Is the president of Northeast Neighborhood Alliance. Ezra Johnson, Elise Kibler, they have previously run for uh, this uh, District 10 as well. Here's the rest of the names. Charles Daniels. Charlie Daniels. (laughs) Is he going to bring his fiddle to city council meetings? Charlie Daniels. Gracie Farias. Mike Gallagher. Jose Garcia. Lisa Garcia. Donald Hortzern. Ezra Johnson. Elise Kibler. Lawrence Kurth. Christopher Longoria. Brian Martin. William Pesch. 
Pauline Rubio, Christopher Sanchez, Andrew Chenault, uh, Joel Solis, Timothy Taylor, and Laura Thompson. So what's going to happen now, the 5 p.m. deadline was yesterday. They get down to those 18 that I just mentioned. And the city council is going to choose, we're told, up to three in their meeting tomorrow. And then December 1st, they will decide who is going to replace Councilman Perry on the city council. And they could be sworn in immediately, and there will be an official thing a little bit later on and so on. But uh, those are the 18 names that are now uh, in the hat for District 10. Governor Greg Abbott is vowing to put a stop to classroom indoctrination. I'll tell you more about that. The Pledge of Allegiance is coming up next. Trey Ware, KTSA. In today's high and 50 KTSA morning news with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Hey, if you believe in the pledge, if you believe in this country, if you love your country, not your government so much, that's, that's me. <laughs> I love my country. I just don't like this government so all that much right now. If you're if, if if you want to support the pledge of allegiance being said and recited in America uh, for future generations, that's why we do it, right? That's why, so that future generations, because they're not getting it anywhere else, they're getting the national anthem here and they're getting the pledge of allegiance here twice on this show. So if you want to support that, just record it into your uh, smartphone and send it to me, Trey at KTSA dot com, Trey at KTSA dot com, and we'll get it on the air. So, our Governor Greg Abbott says schools are for education, not indoctrination. Well, there you go again, Greg. Making common sense and triggering the left Democrats. He said, we're going to halt this nonsense in the upcoming legislative session. We're going to put a stop to this nonsense. Schools must get back to fundamentals and stop pushing woke agendas. We will pass laws to get it done. Okay. And he he also linked to a a story from a teacher at W A Meacham uh, Middle School, uh, a math teacher bragging on TikTok about indoctrinating youth, and the whole story here about I'm non-binary. There's no such thing as non-binary. It, that 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 doesn't exist. You're male or female. Okay, that's it. There's only two choices, and you don't get to choose. That was chosen for you. Thanks very much. Have a good day. That's it. And that should be our response to this nonsense of transgenderism. But it's being taught in the schools. And in the schools as well, they support sexualizing kids. The woke gender ideology starts at zero grade and works its way up, enabling schools to transition students to a different gender without the knowledge of the parents, much less without the parents' consent. So over in Florida, Ron DeSantis got it stopped. They passed a law over in Florida, the Parental Rights and Education Law. So they can't talk about sex, can't talk about gender identity before the third grade. I think it ought to be throughout the entire the, – the school has no place in that whatsoever. None. And the teachers who go into school now with the pink and purple hair, I'm non-binary, I'm a guy who's acting like a girl, and they're telling their their, their kids about that, they need to be fired. They need to be removed from the school system. If that's what they're doing, and I hope that that's going to be part of what the governor is going to be pushing in the next legislative session. If you're in school and you're teaching that nonsense to children, I hope you get fired. Because that's not what you're there to do. You're not there to indoctrinate them in wokeism. You're not there to teach them that, really, Charlie, your name is Susie. You, you, need, to be, you need to wear a dress tomorrow and some makeup. And we're going to take you down and get your, you know, uh, <laughs> your body altered. I'll say it that way at 5.55. Then get your body altered so that you can pretend to really be a girl. And we won't tell your parents about it either. That's criminal. That's child abuse. It needs to stop. And anybody who's doing that in schools needs to be fired. Fired immediately. On the spot fired. And that needs to be in the legislation. So hopefully it will be. Um, I've been telling you about a looming rail strike now for months on end. Could put up to 765,000 people out of work. Businesses all across America would not be able to get what they need because everything comes in through rail. And, of course, the U.S. economy could lose about $2 billion every single day if there is a rail strike. There was a deal that came out in September offering a 24% pay raise for all rail workers 
health care benefits, medical leave. I brought it up, and I heard from the way I brought it up then, because that's the way it was presented, it was resolved. This was back in September. And I heard from many of you guys that work in the rail industry, and he said, no, it's not. It's That was just a proposal. We haven't voted on it. Eight rail unions ratified it since. Four have not ratified it. They have issues with it. So now, El Presidente, the guy who calls himself president, who's not really the president, the radical old man, doddering, says, we got to get this done. we got to get it passed. So Corrine Jean-Pierre said last week, the president has been deeply engaged in this, personally engaged. So reporters stopped the president in Nantucket and said, hey, how's it coming? How's the negotiation with the rail strike going on, and uh, what's going on with that? He said, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? Corrine just told us you were personally, no, I have not been engaged in this. I have not been engaged in this at all. So he said yesterday, Congress needs to pass a law forcing, forcing the unions to accept it. Now, here's Mr. Union Guy, and he wants Nancy Pelosi to pass a law forcing the unions to accept the deal. And Pelosi responded yesterday, get this, this is so rich, man, you're going to love this. We must recognize that railroads have been selling out to Wall Street to boost their bottom lines, making obscene profits. That, that was Nancy Pelosi. We must recognize that railroads have been selling out to Wall Street to boost their bottom lines, making obscene profits. That is so rich when you consider her alleged ties to insider trading. <laughs> you talk about selling out to Wall Street to boost her bottom line. The deadline is coming up December 9th. The lawmakers do have the power to impose contract terms on workers who reject it. What's the play here? The Great Reset. Government control of the rails in America. They're going to pass a law. They're going to take that control out of the hands of the unions and the workers and of the railroads themselves. And just like with oil, just like with automobiles now, they are going to control the rail lines in America. The government will. It's a Great Reset. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. At Fisher Investments, we do things... 7-1. Well, he's 80. That doesn't make him a bad guy. I hope to be there someday. But he is a crazed lunatic, radical. <laughs> of course I'm talking about Joe Biden. The guy who calls himself president, he's no more president than I'm a neurophysicist. <laughs> um, he says it's time to get rid of semi-automatics. What in God's name do we have semi-automatics for? They have no social redeeming value, except to protect him and to protect his crackhead son. And the people in his family, because they got all kinds of semi-automatics and automatics and airplanes and missiles and everything else to protect them. But you see, they're in the elite class. Their life is so much more important than yours. If you're gone, nobody's going to miss you. If a Biden's gone, well, now that's another thing altogether now. Now, he's ranting against all semi-automatics, and he wants to take those away before the end of the year. Because, you know, you got Republicans coming in, he won't get anything done before the end of the year. So why is he doing this? Well, first of all, semi-automatics, they're the greatest number of guns available to the population in America. I carry a semi-automatic on me every single day, everywhere I go. A lot of you do, too. And so, got to get them away. Why? Well, with the Great Reset, you can't control an armed citizenry. You see that, right? And so they're implementing the Great Reset. And the people of China are screaming at us right now. What's happening in China right now is screaming at us, do not let this crazed lunatic take away your guns. You've been following that? You've been following China? It's not about COVID lockdowns. It's about an oppressive, repressive regime. Locking its citizens down, controlling its citizens. And, and, and all they've got are blank pieces of paper that they can hold up. They don't have anything at their disposal which they can fight back with. Now, there's a revolution that's going on in China right now. It's at its earliest stages, but you're not hearing any support from this administration. Why? Because the crazed lunatic in the Oval Office, well, he is, 
He's compromised. Remember, his son, millions and millions and millions of dollars coming out of there. 10% for the big guy. Got the big pinky ring and the gold chain. The U.S. Embassy in China today says more lockdowns are coming. If you're a U.S. citizen in China, you need to get water and you need to get food supplies because it's going to weld doors shut. You know that's what they do, right? Yeah, that's that's how those people burn to death. And that high-rise that started this was that they were locked down and the doors were welded shut so they couldn't get out. And when the building caught on fire, they couldn't get out. <laughs> That'll never happen in America. You give up your guns and it will. You blink. You don't share this message about what they're doing to us right now. Because in America, we're walking into our own oppression. Reporter asked a question yesterday of Admiral John Kirby, who they brought over to the White House to speak for the White House because Corrine Jean-Pierre is awful. She doesn't even know how to say Nobel. You want to hear it? Okay. She was, uh, they had an event at the White House yesterday. It was closed off to the media. It was for the Nobel Prize. It was closed to the media. They were handing out the Nobel Prize. Why would they close that off to the media? Well, because that's what oppressive regimes do. But anyway, here she is announcing it. Today, President Biden met with three U.S. winners of the 2022 Nobel Prize, Dr. Caroline Bertozzi, who won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry, Dr. John Clauser, who won the Nobel Prize in Physics, and Dr. Douglas Diamond, who won the Nobel Prize in Economics. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's enough. The Nobel. Now, look, if you say it once, I, I, I screw up stuff, too, but if you say it once, that's a screw-up. Well, she did it like a half a dozen times. That means she doesn't know the word. And that's why they bring John Kirby over when they're going to heavy lifting on stuff. So yesterday they were asking him about uh, what's going on in China and the resistance that's happening in China right now. And the reporter's question, man, it wasn't even ambiguous. It was very straightforward. Does the White House, meaning the president, does the White House... Support the Chinese people's right to freedom. That's a yes or a no. That's not a well. It could be in cases. No, that's a yes or a no. Either the White House, meaning the president, supports the Chinese people's right to freedom, or you don't. But you see, Joe's compromised, so he can't. He can't have his people give a direct response. So Kirby gave a bunch of him a him a him a I'm speaking in tongues. And then he wrapped it up with, we support their right to peacefully protest. What does that mean? Support their right to peacefully protest. Here's what's going on. When you combine that with what's happening in Iran right now, and the people in Iran standing up against the authoritarian regime in Iran, and by the way, the Iranians have told their soccer team, you better not you better not get out of line when you play the USA today, or we're going to kill your family, torture your family, lock your family up. People who live under authoritarian regimes, they're trying to stand up. And they're not finding any support from this regime here. Why? Because they agree. You're watching the Great Reset happen before your very eyes. It's all together, folks. You have to stand back 30,000 feet, fly over this, and look at all of it. Which means you need to look at you know his his uh, attempting to take the guns away. His dissolving the dissolution of our southern border. There is no more border. It's all great reset stuff. This law he wants passed to take over the rail lines in America. Um, the way he has said you can't drill for oil here. Yeah, well, we've got 9,000 leases that are sitting there. I'll explain that in a minute. What's happening in these repressive, oppressive regimes around the world, it's a warning to the United States. Don't do this. Don't let your own Chairman Mao take your guns away from you. In China, protesters are saying there's only one type of disease in the world, the lack of freedom. Quoting in China, these protesters in China, quote, quoting not a great Chinese leader, not quoting Chairman Mao or Xi, quoting Patrick Henry, the street protesters in China. Give me liberty or give me death. And this weak-kneed, limp-wristed administration does not stand up and say, 
we support the people of China in their quest for freedom. They refuse to say that. This is about the battle between communism and freedom. They're consistently over there callous towards the well-being of their people. But they've always been callous toward the minorities there, the Uyghurs. They lock them up in prison. They enslave them and make them do slave labor and make the windmills and the solar panels and the batteries for the electric vehicles that we use in America. Those are made best made by slave labor in China. Did you know that? You, you, you won't hear that elsewhere, and you won't hear celebrities stand up against it. No, no, no. But this time, this time they are trying to oppress property-owning, educated, middle-class folks' money, and they stood up, and they're standing up, and they're trying to. They're unfurling banners that say, remove the traitor dictator Xi Jinping, freedom, not lockdown, citizens, not slaves. That's what they're saying in China today. They refuse to be welded into their homes. They refuse, and they're holding up blank pieces of paper. Yep. Oppressive regimes around the world are aligning against the people around the world, and the people are trying to stand up. And in most corners of the world, they don't have a Second Amendment to protect all the other rights that they have. And they're looking for support from around the world, and they're not going to get it from this country. Supposedly, supposedly one that stands for freedom. Supposedly one that right now, as we speak, is, is spending billions of dollars in Ukraine for freedom, right? Not one penny for freedom in Iran. Not one penny for freedom in China. We don't know where all that money is going in Ukraine. We have no clue who's enriching themselves off of all that money going into Ukraine, supposedly to fight for freedom. I bet it's not. I bet it's not. I bet there's people getting filthy rich off of Ukraine right now, your money and mine going into Ukraine right now, making people filthy rich, not for freedom. Because this regime, the, the, the raving lunatic radical in the White House, he doesn't believe in freedom. He believes in what's best for his family which is protection by semi-automatics and, well, enriching yourselves off of foreign dictators. Doesn't really care about the rest of us out here. That's the thing to keep in mind. 210-599-5555. By the way, Admiral Kirby did talk yesterday about the oil and gas situation. He was asked a question by uh, the Deuce, and we have that. We're going to play that for you coming up here in just a couple minutes. i got to tell you, though, about the Tank Depot. It's just smart to have your own source and supply of water. Whether you have, you know, a big ranch or a small farm or whatever, you need your own supply of water. And even living in town, you need your own supply of water. It'd be great to be able to water your plants, your landscaping, when you want to do that, not when the municipality tells you you can or can't. It'd also be great in a case of an emergency to have your own source of water in case there's another hurricane that hits the Gulf Coast or something like that and everybody rushes to HEB to buy all the cases of water. Well, you're going to have your own because you bought a tank from the Tank Depot. Also, if you're interested in going into business with the Tank Depot and selling these tanks through your company, the Tank Depot wants to talk to you about that as well. They have locations right here in San Antonio, in Dripping Springs, and in Buda. It's a great idea to have your own source of water in the Tank Depot. We'll make that happen for you. Tell them Trace said hi when you call. Tank Depot, 210-648-3866. Warm and humid, 81 today. Sunny, breezy, 63 tomorrow. It's 68 right now at KTSA. Good morning. We do have ESA and FM 1071. Any of these stories that I talk about in the morning here, you're welcome to join us at 210-599-5555, and we'll flesh this stuff out together, 210-599-5555. And Ben, good morning to you. You're on KTSA. Good morning, Trey. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a couple things real quick to see if maybe you could pass it around and throw me some advice. My parents, hardcore Democrats, I try and explain things to them, but... I don't know, to no avail. Anyway, my comment was about, um, you know, all the foreign aid that we've been given over all these years. Money, you know, blankets, food, water, military supplies, all of this stuff. Why don't we send them 
a copy of the Bill of Rights, a copy of the Constitution, a book on democracy, and say, look, this is how you do it. It's very simple. Keep that money for us and spend it here, the American citizens. Very well said. <laughs> I can't argue you're with that saying. at all, man. That's very well said. You're I, I you, no, you know, you're right on the money. You're right on track. All this, uh, all this money that we spend everywhere, and we're. I'm going to go into the Venezuelan story now because you opened that door for me. Thank you, Ben, for doing that. But uh, we we are spending all this money all across the world. And what are we getting out of it? No, I'm serious. We're going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into debt every single day in this country. More than $30 trillion in debt right now. And what are we getting out of it for sending all this money to Ukraine? What is that for? What do we get out of that? Joe Biden has spent more money in Ukraine than Afghanistan. What do we get out of that? And I, nobody has explained that. Nobody has explained where that money is going. They, they're scrambling right now in the White House. We got to find out. So, we, you know, when Republicans take over in January, they're going to, they're going to investigate where all this money's going. We don't know. They don't know where the guns are going. They don't know where the missiles are going. All the other stuff we've been sending over there. The Pentagon has said we've got to put troops on the ground there so we can find out where this stuff is going. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of late, guys. You know, horse out to barn. It's already six miles down the road. You're not going to catch it now. Whoever's been stuffing their pockets full of our money through Ukraine, and I, I happen to believe just me, looking at Ukraine over the years, watch the Oliver Stone documentary. You're going to learn a lot about Ukraine. That's the biggest money laundering f- fraud part of the world that's ever existed. More corrupt politicians have laundered money and arms through Ukraine than anywhere else on planet Earth. So check it out. Where's all that money going? Where are those arms going? So the Biden administration now announces that, you know, you can drill for oil down in uh, Venezuela. Not here, but in Venezuela. You can drill for oil down there, but not here in the United States. Remember, just last week, Joe Biden said, there'll be no more drilling. I have not allowed any more leases. Remember that? When he yelled it, he actually yelled it. I have not allowed any more leases. There's no more drilling going to happen in America under my administration. He screamed that from the podium last week. But this week, we're not only going to send billions of your money, of your dollars, to Venezuela, a communist regime. The Trump administration had put sanctions on them to try to bring down the Maduro regime down there. And they now he's removing all that. We're going to send all this money down there, money, money, cash money. Plus, we're telling Chevron, you can now drill in Venezuela and enrich the communist regime in Venezuela. Not us. We can't drill here. So Peter Ducey, the deuce, as I started to call him years ago, asked that question to John Kirby yesterday. Why is it that President Biden would rather let U.S. companies drill for oil in Venezuela than here in the U.S.? That's uh, not an accurate take uh, on the president's view. Earlier this month, he said no more drilling. There is no more drilling. The president has issued... 9,000 permits for drilling on U.S. federal lands, Peter, 9,000 of them being unused. There are plenty of opportunities for oil and gas companies to drill here in the United States. I'll let Chevron speak for this particular issue of sanctions relief, but our expectation is it won't be a lot of oil coming out of there. It'll okay. have to be shipped That's to the good, United Jimmy. States. Great job finding that, by the way. Thank you. I'm so sick and tired of hearing these people lie. It's real simple to bat their lies out of the park, and I'm about to bat another lie out of the park. But I'm just sick and tired of hearing them lie. Now, before John Kirby talked about 9,000 leases, the rest of them did too. Going back to Raggedy Ann, she used to talk about 9,000 leases too. Corrine Jean-Pierre's talked about 9,000 leases. John Kirby now talked about 9,000 leases. Let's talk about 9,000 leases then. First of all, every one of those 9,000 leases have been hamstrung with regulations. Put on those leases by the Biden administration, which is preventing those leases from being drilled, exercised. With new regulations that the Biden administration put on, you can't. You can't. Sure, there's 9,000 leases, but you can't use them. Second of all, the Biden administration empowered environmental radicals to sue on all 9,000 of those leases. 
There are lawsuits, multiple lawsuits on all 9,000 of them. Those leases will be in court for years now. For years. They will never see the light of day. The Biden administration has pressured investors against investing in oil and gas through ESG scores. By the way, ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance. So if you want to invest in oil and gas, you got a low score. If you want to invest in solar panels, you get got a high score. So many of these 9,000 are leases for unproducing areas. <laughs> why? Why? If you're in the oil and gas business, why would you want to go out and drill where you're not going to hit oil? Well, that's included in these 9,000 that they keep talking about. With regulations, lawsuits, the pressuring of investors, the leases for unproducing areas, of course those 9,000 are not going to be operational. They're just not. But there's 9,000 out there that they could drill on. No, no, that's a lie. From the pit of hell, and it smells like smoke. You're lying, John Kirby. You're lying, Corrine Jean-Pierre. You're li- you lied, uh, Raggedy Ann. You're lying, Joe Biden. And I just knocked that lie right out of the park again. By the way, when Joe Biden came into office, actually before he got elected, he said he's going to kill oil and gas, the oil and gas industry in America. And he said about that on day one. He said he was going to do it, and he said about that on day one. He went after it. So if you're an investor, and it takes years, years, literally, to develop one of these leases and make it produce, if you're an investor, are you going to spend any money with the company that says, hey, give me a few bucks, and I'm, you know, like a few billion, and I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to take one of these 9,000 leases, and I'm going to try to drill in the ground and try to get oil out of it. Are you going to do that? Are you going to take that chance? Of course not, because he said, that, that I'm going to kill that business. It's not going to exist anymore. Why in the world would you invest in the old banging typewriters right now yeah exactly so that's exactly what he's trying to do he's trying to have his cake and eat it too he's lying to the american people they don't want drilling going on here in america because it'd be good for america the one industry that we can all point to that we all know made us free independent and the most prosperous nation ever on this planet oil and gas freedom oil and gas freedom oil and gas made us the most prosperous nation the world has ever known freedom oil and gas and he's taken away the oil and gas and right now he's attempting to take away the freedom in this country well hope never gives up and they believe in hope at laurel ridge treatment center laurel ridge has inpatient and day treatment options for a child or an adolescent who is struggling with behavioral health issues At Laurel Ridge, they also have an outstanding military department as well to help folks who come back who are suffering, you know, after being through deployment after deployment and are suffering with PTSD. The whole family goes through that. Laurel Ridge has a unit totally dedicated to military members and their families at Laurel Ridge. You know, Laurel Ridge, they're a trusted treatment option. They offer hope to families in San Antonio and South Texas, and they've been doing it since 1987. They've been a sponsor of mine since the early 1990s, in fact. Their phone number is 210-491-3591. That's where you get a no-cost assessment to determine the level of care that's going to most benefit your family member as they deal with these issues. They have an outpatient day treatment services that are possible. So you can get treatment during the day and return home to normal family life in the evening. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if you know somebody in your family who needs help, you can give them a call at Laurel Ridge, and they'll be there for you. 210-491-3591 at Laurel Ridge. It's all about saving lives, healing families, and creating hope. Uh, 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 uh. 638. 210-599-5555. Looking forward to Wes Bunch. He's going to be on in the next segment from Bridgehead IT. And we're going to be talking tech stuff, so that's coming up in the next segment. But first... You want to do a little interesting project? I mean, I've already done it. If you want to do it, feel free. Google the name Emma Tenayuka. That's T-E-N-A-Y-U-C-A. She's uh, going to be honored by Mayor Ron Nirenberg. 
And District 5 City Councilwoman Terry Castillo, along with the Mexican-American Civil Rights Institute, they co-wrote a designation to name a street after her, saying that she's a local civil rights icon, best known for leading the 1938 San Antonio Pecan Scheller strike, which resulted, by the way, the way these things always do, resulted in the mechanization of shelling, and all those people got fired. She was 21 at the time, leading that strike. And the people in the business said, there's no way we're going to be able to afford paying you guys all this money and all this other stuff that you want. So you know what? We'll just turn it over to machines. But what's more important about Emma Tenayuka, Emma Tenayuka was a commie. Member of the a card carrying member of the Communist Party supported communist causes. Even went to and was a leader in a rally that they had, a communist rally in the nineteen thirties, downtown San Antonio Municipal Auditorium. And in fact they had to get her out of there by a secret tunnel underneath the building because there was red blooded Americans who said, No commies here. The mayor says this is an important step to honor several local civil rights leaders. Of course he wants to honor a commie. Come on. <laughs> you look at the city council. <laughs> that's the thing to keep in mind about it. No, no, no. That's not what the press is telling you. The press is telling you she's a civil rights icon. Civil rights icon. No, no, and no. Pretty much a communist rebel rouser. Pretty much. So you can do a little digging on your own if you'd like. You can find out more about her. Emma Tenayuka. That's her name. They're going to name a street after. We already have a street named after a socialist. Cesar Chavez used to be called Durango. Got that changed to a socialist name, Cesar Chavez, and now going to have one for somebody who used to go to commie rallies, communist rallies. All right, Roger, you're on KTSA. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Trey. How are you, sir? Very well. Thanks for your call. What's up? Hey, I uh, just wanted to comment on uh, what you were talking about early this morning. How I mean, it's very obvious what you know what they're they're trying to do here. The reset with the yep. Biden regime. So, a big question. I don't hear too much about it by anybody. Is you know our military is to serve and protect foreign and domestic. So they got to see what's going on. I mean, it's so obvious. Why aren't they protecting against domestic yeah. takeover? Yeah. Well, that's a, that is a very obvious uh, question. And, Roger, I appreciate the, the call. Um, the military has been taken over by, by woke, weak leadership. When you have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs telling China, hey, listen, if we're going to strike, if we're going to do anything, I'm going to call you first and let you know. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the U.S. military, Mark Milley, admitting, I'm going to call. When you have the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, saying, my number one issue for our military is white dealing with white supremacy in America. Not protecting us, not defending the cause of freedom here in the United States. Not defending our borders and our national sovereignty. No, no, white supremacy. I've got to, I've got to root out white supremacy. So the military has gone woke, and it stinks from the top. It stinks from the top. The men and women who are out here in San Antonio and other places who are in the military. It's not, it's not them. We all know that. Well, smart people, thinking people know that. No, it's the leadership inside of D.C. It stinks up there. And no, they have turned the military into to woke. So no, they they don't expect don't expect them to ride in ride in as the cavalry to, to save freedom and liberty in the United States because they're not going to do it. In fact, there's a story out right now, Roger and everybody else, there's a story out right now. Republicans pushing back against the inclusion of woke military policies, the annual defense policy bill known as the National Defense Authorization Act. What's happening right now is wild Biden administration policies that the Democrats are rushing to push through, transgenderism taking over the military. 
You know, female uniforms being worn by guys with beards. <laughs> That's great, ain't it? Yep. Here comes a dude with beard. Walking up. And a female Air Force uniform and a skirt. Great. That's that's great. Great. The Democrats are attempting to include the National Defense Authorization Act in the final end-of-the-year spending package instead of allowing a separate vote. Do you know what else is in there? Draft our daughters. Draft our daughters. Something that... The United States and the people of the United States and daddies and mommies in the United States and our United States military have always said, no, we will not conscript our girls to go to battle. We will not do that. We've always stood against that. But no, not in the woke military. We've got to draft our daughters, too. We've got to send them off to die. It's all about Democrats indulging wild ideas of social experimentation. Their woke pet projects that they are including in this bill. And, the, of course, Joe Biden's military vaccine mandate, take the jab, or we're going to kick you out, we're going to fire you. That's all going on right now, and they're tying it to the spending bill that comes up next month. And they're doing that on purpose because they want to say Republicans are voting against the funding of the government. No, they're not. They're voting against wokeism in our military. The military is woke, and it stinks at the very top. Meanwhile, speaking of the jab... I don't know. I just always ask the question. Celebrity fitness trainer Eric Fleischman dies unexpectedly at age 53. The cause of death? Well, we just don't know. We just don't know the cause of death. Fleischman worked with several stars, including Christy, uh, Kirstie Alley, Patrick Schwarzenegger, uh, Jason Priestley, Fallout Boy, Nickelback, Journey, Def Leppard, and others. Also worked with sw elite SWAT units throughout the country. Just dropped over dead the other day. How many times was he vaxxed? How many times was he boosted? Oh, speaking of vax and boosted, remember how Anthony Fauci continues to push that? Even this past weekend, everybody get your vax, get your boost, get your vax. <laughs> Pretty interesting when you consider his daughter, Allison Fauci, a software engineer for a leftist organization that's, that's pushing that everybody needs to get it or get fired. Ali Fauci, senior software engineer, Empower Project, Quote, helps communities, progressive organizations, and nonprofits leverage their personal relationships to build power and dramatically expand the electorate. That's from her own website. Described as someone who is passionate about the intersection of tech and social good. Company itself lists several left-wing partners, including the Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee, the Sunrise Movement, Black Votes Matters, and, hey, the pro-abortion Norale. The Empower Fund focused on promoting vaccine education, access, and equity. And the person who's working with them is Allison Fauci, the daughter of one Anthony Fauci. Hey, at Church Funeral Home, they're there. They're there all the time to take your call at 210-658-9224 to work with your family if you need to plan a funeral today or if you're talking about planning your own funeral down the road. For those of you who are serious about making sure you have a plan in place, our friends at Church Funeral Home have been here since the early 1990s, and they're here to help you get through that entire process. They make it as easy as possible at Church Funeral Home, whether you're at time right now and you need to plan a funeral today for somebody that you have recently lost or a situation where you're thinking about pre-planning and pre-need, which is a very smart thing to do to have your own funeral planned and paid for so your kiddos and grandkiddos don't have to do that at time. And they're always there, by the way. I've had to call them in the middle of the night, and you can too. I mean, they'll answer the phone and, and uh, go to work for you right away at Church Funeral Home. That's 210-658-9224 for Shirts Funeral Home. The season is changing. Does your heating system need a change? Guests of the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. How many times a day do we do that one, huh? Sorry about that. 653, Trey Ware, KTSA. I'm just excited to get to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline and visit with Wes Bunch, CEO over at Bridgehead IT, bridgeheadit.com, technology partners that your business can count on. And we want to talk about dangerous tech devices that you may have around the house that you need to pay attention to. And, and Wes, are you talking more than just this phone that's listening to everything I say? I don't care what I talk about. I can talk about enchilada cheese enchiladas and i'm gonna get an ad from my phone promoting cheese enchiladas somewhere right after i talk about it 
I think the new iPhone actually reads your mind. Now, <laughs> yeah, right? It really it does. Anymore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I uh, I was cleaning out an old drawer the other day when it was wet and cold outside. And, you know, speaking of cell phones, <clears throat> that's one of them. You know, I came across an old cell phone I had in this drawer. And I was looking at it, and I noticed that it was like twice the width that it used to be. And what happened is, is the lithium-ion battery inside of that thing had swollen. Mm-hmm. And... Man, that is something that, that we really need to pay close attention to. Really, any gadget that has a lithium-ion battery in it, you do not want to hold on to those things for very long. You might have seen on YouTube before the videos of those things kind of exploding, and I always thought that was a little overdone, but no, that's what they do. It's crazy how such a small device can create such a big fire and, 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 and you know, burn you, burn your, you know, burn your house down, and mm. so... Um, I, you know, I really recommend just not keeping devices that have lithium-ion batteries that you're not using. But every now and again, there may be a need to. For instance, I have an old digital camera I don't use very often, but I don't want to throw it away. And so if there's something like that you want to hold on to, here's what you do. Um, keep them stored in a cool and dry place. The dry part's important. You know, keep them out of the attic. Keep them out of the garage. Those high-humidity environments really cause those batteries to, to swell and, and catch fire. The next thing is is keep them charged as close to 50% as you can. That's kind of the equilibrium for those batteries. And, you know, too too much charge isn't good, too little charge isn't good. I just check mine about twice a year, and I look at the battery indicator, and I plug it in and just make sure it's right at about 50%. If you come across a device with a, a swollen battery, you can go online and find fireproof bags. Get one, put them in there, and take them to a recycling center. Don't try and mess with it. It literally could explode in your hand. Not good. Wow. So yeah, then I was, yeah yeah. So I was thinking, I, I was like, I wonder what else I have around here that may be problematic. And I came across uh, a power strip. You know, power strips and extension cords pull heavy duty in our house, really, 24 hours a day. And they're those types of devices that might not look like they have physical damage, but they may. I kind of look at those things and I put like a you know eight to ten year expiration date on it. This one I was looking at, I didn't know how old this thing was. I was thinking this thing might be like fifteen years old. And when I took a really close look at it, I noticed some singe around one of the plugs. Power strips cause fire. Fires they just do. If, if if you see one in your house and you're not sure how old that thing is, just replace it. It's it's just not worth it. And and again. You might not see obvious signs of damage on them. Just kind of go by age and get get the old ones out. Um, lastly, tech items that no longer have uh, security updates available. Where there's an Internet connection, there's a potential for hackers to come in and wreak havoc. Uh, security updates keep your, your, your devices safe. You know, and, and there's devices you might not think about. We normally think about our smartphones and our computers, but it's all the other stuff that will get us. It's things like smart speakers, TVs. Man, there's even refrigerators now that have that like connect to your internet connection. Mm-hmm. Thermostats. I make it a point twice a year to just check everything. And if I find a device on my network that the manufacturer says, "Sorry, no more security updates," I upgrade it or get rid of it. It's not worth it. Hackers can get into your into your system and, and be on that device. They can be watching what you're doing. They can be grabbing passwords. If there's no security updates for it, get rid of it. Not worth it. The so, last thing you want to. Day, have- the last thing you want to have happen yeah. is to have a hacker hack into your refrigerator. I'm telling you, that's a bad that's a bad thing right there. <laughs> it's a bad day. It's like a house and car, though. Stuff just needs to be maintained. You know, it's just as simple as that. Good so. stuff, as always. Wes, thank you, man. Have a great week. Wes Bunch at Bridgehead IT, your technology partners that business can count on. That's Bridgehead IT at BridgeheadIT.com. Ware and Ryman next, KTSA. Hi, Trey Ware with great news about Texas State Equipment.